Hey, would you like to double your sales without spending any more money on paid traffic? I know there are a lot of you that are nodding your heads right now. Come listen to this episode. I'm going to show you a perfect example how someone's done just that. You'll get to meet her. We'll tell you what happened. She'll tell you what she did. And what I love about this is you can do this too. Come listen. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey, everyone. I am so excited for you to meet this guest. This is one of my favorites. I'm sitting here with Michelle Smith. She is the founder of Mama Suds. It's a really super cool business. And the backstory to this episode is that a week ago, she sent me this lovely little message. I took a look. She made a spreadsheet. And we all know how much I love a spreadsheet. And what I saw was that Michelle had been able to double her sales without spending any more money by being super, super consistent on one thing. So I want you to hear about that. But first, I want you to meet Michelle, and I want you to hear her story. So Michelle, say hi to everyone. I'm so glad you're here. Hi, thank you for having me. Oh, I'm excited to have you. Tell us all about Mama Suds. Okay, so Mama Suds helps label reading moms create a safe and clean home for their family. So we make household cleaners and soap and we use simple ingredients that are eco-friendly and without any synthetic ingredients. So that's what makes us stand apart from everybody else. And you've been in business for a while. Yes, we just celebrated 11 years, which is crazy because sometimes it feels like I've been doing this forever. And then other times I'm like, I can't believe I just just did that. Yeah, I know. In a heartbeat. So, So let's hear the backstory. Tell us about your journey. Okay. So I like to say that I started because my husband made me do it. I was, uh, I have, we have three girls and I was pregnant with our second baby and I decided to cloth diaper. So I did everything with the first one, like very mainstream by the book. And as I was going along with her, realized I didn't want to do a lot of the same things with the second one. So cloth diapering was like the major change. And there's a lot of research you have to do before purchasing them because it's quite an investment up front. And I had to like kind of convince my husband it was worth the investment. So you have to learn everything from a like what type of cloth diaper you should use to what you're going to use to clean them. And so while I was in the midst of all that research, I was looking up what the ingredients were of a name brand baby shampoo that everyone used at the time. And I was floored when I found out that it wasn't actually considered soap at all. And so that lit a fire to find out what I could use on my family that was real soap. And that led me to Castile soap. So I purchased a small bottle. And then while I was bathing my oldest daughter, I was reading on the bottle, like all the stuff that you can use to clean your entire house. So while I'm sitting there with my two-year-old, I think she was two at the time, I started cleaning the toilet and the floor and the walls. And I was like, this stuff's so awesome. So then I bought a bigger bottle. And um, at some point I decided I wanted to try and make it. 
My husband was adamantly against that because I was pregnant and he had to buy lye. So there's all that research going into that. So he technically made the first batch with me sitting on the living room couch, him on the island at the kitchen and me like telling him what to do. And then like going and looking to make sure it was supposed to be what it was. Um, And it worked great. And I loved it. We, you know, used it. And I felt like such a good mom using it. Like I was using real soap. I felt it just felt good to use it. So when my second daughter arrived and we started um, cleaning the cloth diapers, it wasn't working. And I was just about to throw in the towel because I couldn't get the diapers clean without giving my daughter a rash. And it was really frustrating. So in a last ditch effort, I tried making my own with the soap that I was making. And I tried a couple different recipes. And long story short, after a few weeks, I figured out a formula that worked. And I would make like a five gallon bucket at a time and give some to my aunts and my mom and my grandma because it lasted so long. And they loved it. And I was a teacher at the time. And some of the teachers and the secretaries wanted to try it. and They loved it. And my husband kept telling me, you need to make a website and sell it. And I seriously thought that was the dumbest thing I ever heard because who wants to buy soap from a middle school teacher? Like that's just stupid. But he made me a website off of Zen cart anyways. And about a month later, I got my first order from her name was Dorothy. She was 80 years old and she lived in Colorado Springs. And I cried. Like I couldn't believe it. That was like December, 2011. And by that time I was pregnant with my third child. And uh, so the next month, I loaded all the kids in the car and my grandma came with me and she sat in the car with kids while I went to the courthouse and got a business license and did all that. And so that was when officially in January of 2012 that Mama Suds was born. And so I continued teaching for another year and it was really slow. Like, you know, you have this like, they okay, have a website and now and someone bought and now everyone's going to buy. Oh, yeah, sure they are. Yeah, no. <laughs> And luckily, you know, it didn't work out that way because I was working full time and I had three kids. So it was a lot. And I think I lost money the very first year. But then the next year I made some money. So it was kind of like fine, you know, and I decided at that point, having three kids in daycare and teaching wasn't really my idea of what motherhood was supposed to look like in my life. So I handed in my papers to take a year off. And a few days later, like days later. My husband collapsed at work and we found out he had a large brain tumor. Oh my gosh. The rest of the year was a blur, but thankfully it wasn't cancerous, but still a really long recovery. And he's been nine years tumor free, but that was like a pivotal moment in the story of Mama Suds, but also my life because I knew I didn't want to go back to the education system. It's a hot mess. And so I needed to figure this business thing out because if something happened to him, I needed something to sustain our family. So it was really fulfilling and I was still educating people and I'm constantly learning, which is my favorite thing in the world. So I just absorbed all the free trainings and all the information that I could. And I just tried everything and I made tons of mistakes, but I would just learn something from them every time. And I grew fast enough that I could still be home with the kids, but slow enough for me to figure out things as it, you know, as they happen. Um, my mom would come over once or twice a week to watch the girls while I made products. And then as I got older and started school, it turned into my mom coming over to help me make the products. And then my grandma would come and help for years. There was just the three of us in my kitchen and dining room making all the things. And I loved it. It was the best. So I would I made ever, um, anything anyone would ever ask for. So by uh, 20... 20- uh-oh. <laughs> 
Get some depth. By 2016, I was making 40 different products. Some of those products had multiple scents. So like I had a gajillion SKUs. So it was a lot. So in 2017, I rebranded. And when I rebranded, I cut the skincare. And revenue really picked up then. Because my aesthetically, my brand looked the way that it was supposed to. And then in 2018, I joined the Social Sales Girls. Mm. And shortly after that, I hired an amazing firm to do my pictures and my emails and my social media because none of it looked like I wanted it to. And I was too busy making everything to put the right amount of time into it. So after that, literally business exploded. I joined FAIR and I got a lot of wholesale business that way. And then by this time, I had moved from making everything in my kitchen kitchen and sending it right out to storing and shipping out my basement. And when refillery stores started popping up, they're like, um, I don't know if you have any by you, but they um, buy like things in bulk. And then you bring your own containers and fill up stuff there. So they started requesting my products in five-gallon buckets. And I got really tired of filling those upstairs, carrying them downstairs, packaging them, and then carrying them back upstairs. So we moved everything in the garage out to a shed and epoxied the floors, put a heater in, more shelves. And so I was right off the kitchen. So this this was like awesome. That's when I bought my first palette of ingredients because I had the room. So that was like a real game changer. And then um, 2020 hit. My grandma had passed away right before the new year. So I was going through that morning when March happened. And when most people were shut down and able to sell anything, I couldn't keep up because everybody was buying all the soap. And my husband was home working in the office downstairs. I was exploding. My mom and I, you know, we're not together because we're quarantined for months. And my, my three kids are home homeschooling. We're home. Ah! <laughs> I I would never want to redo those three months of my life ever again. It was so hard. And hard. so in the middle of the summer, it was like very apparent that I couldn't stay in the garage anymore. Like it was so hard and I needed employees and I couldn't really have employees other than my mom when that happened. So I, I needed a spot and a spot opened up 20 minutes away and it practically landed in my lap. And the whole like, kismet of it is my dad was a small business owner and his business his building was right across the street oh wow like this I mean I was like oh my gosh it's so weird that I've been I've been on the street practically my whole life like a circle moment we're here and we're already bursting out of it and so now we're having trouble to like there's just nothing in between the space amount that we have now and like you know, gajillion square feet and 5,000 square feet or something like that. It's hard. But your story is so much like so many others, like even my story, when I started my first business, it's that try something. Oh, I think I have something here. The next thing you know, it's taken over your whole basement. All your neighbors are coming to help. And And semis coming down. Oh yeah. The neighbors love that. Don't they? I was like, there's only a matter of time before somebody complains. Somebody's complaining. Yeah. Oh, that's a great story. And I, you know, and I love, like, you are really smart. I'll just share that with everyone. Now. I think that you're super smart. You're very strategic thinker and you're like you plan things really well. And 
And so I know that you've grown year over year for a long time and you have a super solid business. But what I do not understand, Michelle, for the life of me is you've been in the inner circle since 2018, but you just did reliable revenue for the first time last year. What? Yeah. I remember hearing about reliable revenue when I first joined the social sales girls, but I don't think I had enough traffic or I didn't think I had enough traffic yeah. then. And the thought of sending more emails that I already was, which was next to nothing, made me cringe. And in 2020, I think I took the prep class and I didn't think I could handle another thing on my plate. And in hindsight, like a few weeks later, the pandemic hit. So like probably could not have handled all that. You wouldn't have um, finished. Yeah. And then, then in 21, I was in the middle of the Goldman Sachs 10,000 in small businesses program. And there was absolutely no chance of doing both. But I knew I was going to do it the next year. So when 22 came around, I was already all in. Like I had switched from to Clavio in the fall of 21, knowing that I was going to be joining Reliable Revenue. So I really planned for I remember for it. seeing you say, well, I'm doing it this time and thinking, I know. Oh. Hey, I like I really try hard not to go after shiny things and I You're I waited awesome. too long to switch, but I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just another shiny thing. And you're just doing you. Yeah. And so far it's worked out really well for you. So just yeah. keep keep going. <laughs> <laughs> so so once you got into reliable revenue and you realized um how much email you were going to be sending, like how you, you were going to implement and change. Was, did that make you sweat bullets or how, how did you feel about it all? Because I feel like you hit the ground running, but I know you didn't send a ton of email before. No, I didn't. Um, I, before Reliable Revenue, I had a welcome flow that was like, every time I did a blog post or I was do like a FAQ, I would just make that an email in my workflow. So my workflow is like 50 some emails long. And so, but I would also twice a, twice a month, I would send an email and sometimes I would resend to the non-openers if I remember. But from September 21, when I think I switched to Clavio to the end of the year of 21, my email created about eight and a half percent of my revenue. And then I started in March and through to the end of the year, my email made up 21% of my revenue. So and your and your revenue skyrocketed. skyrocketed. And it was really uncomfortable to send all those emails, yeah. but I just took your advice and got over myself because yes. nobody was paying that much attention to me. So no, not that important. You were right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> you were right. So how, did you do the work yourself? Like, how did you implement? So I, um, um, Allie at Verb House Creative, uh, Creative did two emails a month. And then, so then I just did the ones in between. So we always had like a plan of what emails were going out and like what the theme was or whatever. And so I just did in between ones. And I just really started with um, either if there was something going on in the world that I would make that an email if it was pertaining to, you know, um, the lifestyle of the people who use Mama Suds, or if it was like a frequently frequently asked question, like the very first email I sent with Reliable Revenue was called the uses of Castile soap, because it's the most question I get asked, you know, people buy a bottle and want to know all the ways to use it. And so 
even though it's on my blog, they still would, and, and it's connected to the product page, I still would get people on the chat, on the website, or an email, like weekly, what are all the different ways that I can use Castile Soap? So I made that my very first email that went out. and That's smart. And I, yeah. So then I, I just like, onboard that because that's really easy, right? To just like yeah. keep a list of questions. And when they keep coming back over and over again, that's total content for you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Super. So smart. then I think the next one was called ingredients matter. So ingredients are like the core of the person buying my products. Yeah. So I had started because um, Allie told me like, it would be really smart to have an ingredients page so that people could go to the ingredients page and then you could then link every ingredient that's in those products. And I like started it, but I had not finished it. So then I was like, I'm going to finish that page. I'm going to make it a blog post. That one was like the biggest email um, moneymaker that I had ever sent. Like it made thousands of dollars. Wow. And it was great. And I never asked for like, hey, head over and check this out. But it was never, there wasn't a promotion. There really wasn't even a like, hey, buy this stuff. It was just, here's what this is. Click on this. And my open rate was really high. And I I got so many sales from it. It was crazy. Wow. So part of your success with this is, uh, you know, that you know your customers so well and you know what they want. But the other part of your success with this is literally setting aside the time to say, this is what I'm doing now. Yes. Yeah. It's really important to sit down and work on it. And it's hard, but hiring people to make the stuff so that I can work on selling it is then right? It's that dollar an hour job versus that hour job. Yeah. And I remember you saying that all the time, like you're worth more. You're like, what you're doing is worth, like you shouldn't be shipping. Yeah. No, (laughs) drop that. I think you said that to me several times. You shouldn't be shipping. (laughs) Sometimes we do it for relief. So we don't have to think, but oh yeah, I'm sweet. Sure. My mom will, if I'm out there too much, she'll say, what are you avoiding in there? Because oh, she's right. She's got yeah. your number. Yep. Sure. That's so good. So a week ago, you shared a, a really cool little spreadsheet with me out of yeah. the blue. What made you do that? Like that? Cause it probably took you a while. <laughs> it did. Um, so I, parted ways with the social media company that like created all that, did all my pictures. The company was kind of changing their uh, gear to do more email and less social media. And I'm at the point in my business where, you know, like I said, I'm working on my business like 90% of the time instead of in it. And I, I really love the email. Like I'm really good at it and I love doing it. And I spent the last few weeks of the year kind of planning out my emails and my social media. So I input that information into a spreadsheet by hand. And I realized afterwards while I was sending it to you that I could have easily exported that information. But by taking the time to do it myself, I could reflect and analyze while I was doing it. Whereas like if I just had exported it, I don't know that I would have looked at every single campaign as much as I did. Because some of them I was like, wow, that one made a lot of money. I don't remember that one. And I would go look at it. And then I made a note. Okay, I need to send that one again. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's the same with that. You know, we have that playbook and reliable. Yes. 
It's easy just to look at it on the sheet, but then putting it in there. Fill it in. It just sinks in so much more. Yeah. So uh, so once you once you had the spreadsheet and you were done doing (laughs) backflips, what did you what was your biggest takeaway from your spreadsheet that you made? Well, I knew that reliable revenue was worth it by the second week when my emails that I'd sent out paid for the course. But it wasn't until I was doing the spreadsheet that I could see it all like big picture and see the impact that it really had. So my giant aha moment was when I noticed that there were two or three times that I didn't send that day four email, which is usually makes as much as the very first email. And I literally left money like thousands of dollars on the table. And so I won't be making that mistake again. No kidding. Like that one has to be scheduled. So you don't that. Yep. And that's the one people don't want to send. They're like, yeah, no, that's too much. Yeah. I don't want to send it for, you know, another time and just somebody's going to complain. (laughs) And there was only a few times where an email didn't make money. Yeah. But then you send day four and it made a bunch. Like, yeah, I don't understand. I mean, I don't, I don't understand the psychology of it all, but it really works. Like, it's incredible. And I saw only, I think, two two times where you sent a campaign that didn't make any sales. Yeah. That's amazing. (laughs) And then the other one was um, I started uh, my engaged segment that you teach us how to do. Started with 1,459 people. And I ended the year with 3,917. Like that was really neat to see grow. Like how much that is growing. That's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of growth and think about what's possible for you when you grow it even more. It's great. I I just want to uh, share with everyone just to be clear. So what Michelle did was she sat down literally and, and put into an, uh, a Google sheet, every uh, mini campaign, we call them mini campaigns, weekly campaigns, that she sent since she started Reliable Revenue. And she actually went back to before and she did the what the campaign was, the open rate, the click rate, and the sales. And so she had that all in front of her as one big picture. And, and I think that the important part here, and, and I know, Michelle, you can confirm, is that you're talking about this engaged segment. And this is in a segment we ask people to build in Reliable Revenue because um, it's where the most value is. And the whole goal is not always, I mean, yes, we want to sale from email, but we also want people to open and click it and stay engaged. And so the right. whole goal is to keep as many people engaged as we can, because it costs us time and money to get people on the list. And and I think that where people lose their minds <laughs> about email is that, well, I don't want to bother people and send to many people or too many emails because they will um they will unsubscribe or send me right. an email or something. But your engagement grew like crazy. Yeah. I think in the last year, I think I've got maybe one email like reply. And it was the at the very end of the year, I did one where it was like I sent it to only unengaged, like hadn't opened anything in like a year. And it was kind of like, it was a witty, it was witty. And it was like, I don't even remember exactly what I said, but this woman took offense to it. And I was like, (laughs) 
Bye-bye. <laughs> you know? I think we shared that in our, Michelle's in my uh, mastermind group and we have this little Voxy channel. I think you shared that in there. Yeah. Like, everyone's like, bye, Felicia. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And you don't want those people. Like, I remember being like looking at unsubscribed and being like, oh my God, I lost yeah. someone. But you're losing someone who's never going to, like, they're costing you money by sitting there and not buying anything or not clicking anything. They're not engaged. You don't want them on your list. So when people unsubscribe, it's like, oh, I don't even really look at that. Like once in a while, look and be like, oh, good. Self-cleaning. Yeah. And they'll come back if they see something else goes under their nose that they're interested in, they'll be back for sure. Usually it's more about them than it is about you for sure. What I saw, here's what I saw. I wrote, I actually wrote this down because it's so cool. I'm just going to get my paper out because what I, so we started Reliable Revenue in March last year. And so here's what I saw is that you started right away. So you dug in and started doing that predictable revenue that we talk about with these mini campaigns. And what I saw was in March of 2022, you um, the number of recipients of email from you compared to February was more than double. Yeah. So you um, you sent more than double the number of emails in March. Your open rate doubled <laughs> and your sales I think they were, I'm going to say nine times your sales yeah, nine yeah. X from just your campaigns. That's not even your flows or anything else that you're right. events or anything else that you did. And then in the next month where we were still working on reliable revenue, delivering the, the, and implementing once more, you doubled your recipients from, right. From 5,700 to 11,704. That's a lot of sends. You doubled your open and click rate. So people actually became more engaged, not less. Yeah. And again, you doubled your sales from just from these campaigns that you were sending. That's just, that's just mind boggling. You go. And then when we fast forward to November, because cleaning products are literally the sexiest thing to buy for Christmas. Uh-huh. Yeah. But we fast forward and I looked at your November and you sent almost three times. Like, what was it? Like 30,000 cents? Yeah, almost 30,000 cents. Yeah. And your click and open rate still solid. It's not like people were saying, ignore her. She's selling toilet bombs at Christmas. <laughs> and and I left, my, that was one of the months I didn't send it before for whatever reason. Still literally left money on the table in November. <laughs> Oh, well, I'm going to share that with all our friends. Yeah. (laughs) Walk of shame. But again, in a a month that wouldn't be typically cleaning product month, you doubled your sales from campaigns again from what you had done in April. So good. And what I love is it's not a cost per click thing. It's just uh, this is so, so scalable. So if we think about, okay, if you sent 31,000 cents in this November, what happens next November when you send 50,000 cents? That's exciting. I know. I know. So exciting. Really, really good. You should be really proud of yourself. But I noticed that with you, that you are consistent and focused. And and so I think that some people expect uh, miracles when they, you know, when they do something and they might do it for two or three weeks, doesn't work the way they want it to and, and, and go look for something else to do. And I think you did such a great uh, job with um, just staying super consistent, even though you missed a couple. Yes, but I only missed a couple. Only a couple. Like that. 
I was very consistent just, just from seeing like, oh, okay, people aren't leaving. No one's leaving me. And every time I send an email, like almost every time I send an email, yeah. I make so. Yeah. And you send three times a week, right? Mm-hmm. You've sent me three, yes. three a week. At least. Minimum three times a week. Yeah. For sure. Just so that if anyone's sitting there wondering what the send strategy is, it's not a giant secret. We do teach it in Reliable Revenue, but it's literally you send your engaged list and your non-engaged list the first day. The second day you send to people who didn't open from your engaged list because the whole goal is to keep them engaged. Right. Then the fourth day you send to people who opened or clicked because they might have been in the line at the Piggly Wiggly when they saw your email. (laughs) Right. And they couldn't. I always always think of like when my um, email that I, the abandoned cart email, I always say like, maybe someone screamed for some toilet paper or the pot was like, you know, like life happened because it happens to me all the time. Like, oh, I got to buy this. And then your attention's elsewhere. And then like two days later, you're like, oh, I wish I would have gotten another email to remind me or, oh, thank God they sent me another email. So I didn't forget. I have to go searching for it because usually you can only remember half of what it was you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. So good. So if you had some advice to give everyone, I asked you, what's your top three points that people, like someone who wants to do this, that you've done, what's your, what's your, what's the secret? What would your best advice be? Well, do you mean like in terms of like my business as a whole or reliable revenue? I think in terms of how do you, how does someone who's listening double their sales with email? What are your top three? I mean, obviously we want you to join reliable revenue because we'll tell you exactly how to do it. So that's a given, but what helped you be really successful? I would say I have this like whole philosophy about doing things that make me uncomfortable because, you know, like I'm a teacher at heart and I love learning. So if you aren't working outside your comfort zone, you aren't growing and you aren't learning. So joining Reliable Revenue, I had the mindset, okay, I'm going to be open to this crazy thing that Susan wants me to do. And I trusted that it would work. And I just tried it. And I asked lots of questions. I went to all the training and I, you just have to, you just have to do it and you have to ask questions. And, and then when you have an answer, you have to give back because I wouldn't be where I am if all the people that I've encountered hadn't given me and helped me along the way. Like, that's my biggest thing is, you know, I belong to a a couple of business groups and I'm at the point in my business that I'm giving in a lot of information. You know, I still need a lot of help. But I'm giving a lot. And I really like it. That is really satisfying because I need so much help in the beginning. Like just all the questions that I asked, I just think, oh, my God, I'm bothering people. But everyone is always like people want to help. Like for the most part, if they don't, like they're not your people. And along the way, I I have found people who want to help. And so you just have to ask. I just love that you said that. I think it's so true. Yeah. I mean, the, the... I've belonged to Indie Business Network since 2014. And then I think from there, I learned about the social sales group from somebody. And I've been in that since 2018. And then last year, I joined your mastermind group. And I mean, that's been just life-changing. Right? 
the friends. We were laughing before we started recording because Michelle doesn't uh, actually love video. <laughs> I could like curl up. I want to like, no. <laughs> she was sharing with me about how she's going to do um, some video with your refill friend, which I think is super okay. smart. And so I asked her, we have uh, in our, in our group is uh, Sylvie who owns Eclair Lips, who is like the queen oh, and yeah. just makes a pile of money from doing videos yeah and I'm like she and I are so alike you know I'm so I've known her for years but I didn't get to meet her and so we had our retreat and we we collect we clicked online but then like meeting her was like oh we are like we just are such good friends and I she's know. Like, yeah, just get, get over it and do it. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I will. She's wicked smart too. She's a different, definitely different approach than you, but I can still yeah. remember in our last retreat, I was recording something and she gave me her phone and I'm like, wait a minute. And I, she had in her notes, all these lists of things she was going to do videos from. And I thought, I oh, I could just screenshot this. I'd be, it'd be good. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So do hard things, put yourself in a place where you you are maybe not entirely comfortable, but do it. Ask advice and give it freely if you have experience yeah. with it. Any any last tip, any parting words? Um, I would always tell people you need to either have a business mentor or a business coach because you really can't afford not to. You know, like having you and the, the people in the group and the social sales girls and the uh, mastermind, like you need other people's brains. And someone to tell you, that's a terrible idea. That's dumb. Please don't. And and because they've, like, you've seen a thousand businesses and had businesses. So you either have seen it or you know that it's stupid and you know it works. And so you just need someone else's opinion. You need need people to hold you accountable because it's really easy to say you're going to do something. But when you're the boss. Yeah. It's days slide by and nothing happens. Right. Exactly. So, and it's, I'm sure people would be interested to know that even, even me, like I have, I have a coach because otherwise I could go off the rails fast and it could be pretty messy. And you just need someone who you don't have to bring up to speed or, or like, I don't, I don't know about your husband. He sounds a little more involved than mine, but you know, someone whose eyes don't glaze over when you start talking. Right. And you know, and he has, um, He's a master in business. Like he, he's all set in that, but that's like a different language than like, I don't, he asks me really good questions. He's so helpful, but most of the time he asks me questions and I feel like a deer and he'll say, you have that look again, because I'm like, I don't, I don't know what you're asking me. And now I feel stupid. Now I have to go back. He's like, so it's just wording, but you know, yeah, it's different when it's somebody else who's in it every day doing something so similar to you and so so good. Well, thank you so much. I just have one last question. So what's, what's going to happen at mama suds in 2023? Um, We are going to grow by 30%. Okay. And I'm going to send day four emails every single week. Oh, that's so good. And you're going to lead Jen like crazy. Yes. Yes. So good. Thank you so much. Thanks for sharing. So listen, gang, think about how you can do this too. Really, uh, this is such an important part of 
your marketing plan? Like when I think about reliable revenue, I always describe it as it's a marketing system that you put on top of your business so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel all the time. You don't have to think about what's next. It's there for you. But what I want to share with you is that we are always going to have to spend money filling the top of our funnel and getting people to be in our audience and get traffic to our site. But the real work for us and the work that has such huge ROI is in contact marketing. It's it's email marketing, it's SMS marketing, and apparently it's even TikTok for some, some people and YouTube. But that marketing is the, the marketing that puts money in your bank. And if you're doing all the stuff on top and you're not doing this stuff in the middle, you are really leaving a lot of money on the table. So I'm going to encourage you to make 2023 the year that you do uh you do contact marketing. And I would love for you to join us in Reliable Revenue. We have a workshop on the 24th and the 25th of February. We will show you how to do this. You'll leave with some work to do. We'll tell you all about the program. If you want to join us there, head on over to the show notes and click the link. For people who are Inner Circle members, it's absolutely free. Check your email for a code. But if you're not a member, you can join us and get that really good training for only $15. So that's it. Thank you so much. I am. I said to Michelle when she uh, jumped on, ooh, I get you all to myself today. Yay. <laughs> I know. Yeah, we'll Thank talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Hey there. Are your sales a lot slower than you thought they would be? So frustrating. You know you have a good product and you're just kind of stumped, wondering what you're missing and what it's going to take before you'll get the sales you want every day. So I want to share a free workshop I made for you. Before you start making more changes on your website, I want you to take a little bit of time and watch this. Spend 40 minutes with me and you're going to see why you're not getting the sales that you want, and you will be clear on what it is you really need to do to move the needle. I'm almost positive it's not changed something on your website. Head on over to thesocialsalesgirls.com forward slash sales every day and go have a watch. This is training from our inner circle. It's in our foundations unit. Our members get it right away and they leave feeling confident about their site, their product, their pricing, and they're ready to get on the path to success. I want to share that with you. So the URL is thesocialsalesgirls.com sales every day. I'll stick it in the show notes. See you soon.